Yo, you there? I, I know, I know, you, I know you come in virtual reality this time. You must be talking to me to let your realness do any brain next to me. Talk a little wrestling, yeah. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! everybody welcome to this edition of the wrestling realm now podcast uh-huh. <laughs> we got the real dwayne allen y'all uh-huh. see, y'all heard from me earlier this week uh uh-huh. now 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 we get to talk wrestling after a long week it's been a good week of wrestling give or take some forbidden doors some nxt-ness some uh things been happening on raw smackdown and uh, yeah, well, first and foremost, because uh, I just realized as I was going through putting together this show, it's the first show of the year. It's, it's, it's weird because like we talked to like we to, to break down the fourth wall, brother. Uh, we talk on a regular basis, but then I'm like, wait, we haven't did a show in so long, <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah, wait, okay, so we haven't done a show since last year. It was, uh, last time we did the show, I had COVID. <laughs> was it COVID? Yeah, yeah, we found out, you know, that later it was it. I found out the next day, but uh, yeah, we recorded it Thursday for Christmas. Well, well, are you feeling better now? How about that? That's the oh, question, yeah, yeah 100%. Thank God, um, you know, but uh, definitely people wear your mask, uh, wear two if you have to. Uh, I would suggest wear two. I've been wearing mine, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, I ain't gonna say I had it like rough because you know, there's people out there who's had it way worse than me, but uh, you know. I will say that, uh, you know, I'm grateful that uh, we cook it with grease tonight. Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of those nights. It's, uh, it's good to talk a little wrestling. A- Adam says hi, by the way. What's up, Adam? The man, the myth, the legend. Well, I don't know if I ain't going to call him a man yet. You know, we're going to let him enjoy his time right now. But yeah. he'll, hear he his is... shout- he'll hear his shout out on the playback. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know he wanted he wanted to get on camera today. <laughs> yeah, he looking like, tell him I said hi. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. It's bedtime. Right. <laughs> but yeah, man, how you feeling? I mean, both Pretty good. Come on, like, get get out. You trying to hijack the show again. I know. I'm feeling good, man. Freddie, talk a little bit of wrestling. There's a lot of stuff going on, but you know what? I think we're the right guys to have this type of discussion. So mm-hmm. let's hop to it. I'm feeling pretty good, man. Like I said, uh, wrestling is, is, is hitting that part of that time of year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're getting ready to head to the uh, Royal Rumble. And uh, a lot of transitions, a lot of incoming folks, a lot of outgoing folks. So things are getting pretty interesting right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just run this real quick. Quick, quick, quick time travel. You know what this year is? What's this year? The 30th anniversary of the 1992 Royal Rumble. Oh wow! 
that's that should be interesting. Does, does that make you feel old? I I was trying not to make a comment about it, but yeah, it does. It's a it's, it's unfortunate that um Ric Flair isn't with the company because mm-hmm. I would have loved to seen a celebration. Like you cannot well, you can't talk about the ninety two rumble without talking about Flair. Uh, you know, you can you can escape Hogan, right? He was a big part of it because obviously the reason why the belt was on the line because of Hogan and Flair and their issues, but because Flair won it, the the promo, the post match promo, the iconic robe that they was uh, he wore, the black and white one that they mm-hmm. was. Uh, I don't know if you watched it on the um, Legends show. I I be forgetting the name of that show, but when they was chasing that robe and they finally got it, like that oh, yeah, is on like, uh, on A and E. A&E, yeah, that's the Holy Grail, right? They actually mm-hmm. made a Funko pop of it. I keep looking at Um, But I, I brought that up because it's like, man, you know, you, Ric Flair was a huge part of it, obviously winning the Royal Rumble, coming in at the, as the number three entrant, the same entrant that Bianca Belair had last year. A lot of people don't realize. Um, But, uh, you know, obviously I don't want to spend too much time on it, but how you feel? Like, when the first time, you remember the first time you watched that Royal Rumble and your thoughts? Watch that Royal Rumble? Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched it on playback. Uh, I, I really don't know when, mm-hmm. but like I said, it was it was during my uh, my tape traders heyday. Mm-hmm. It was during those times where you know you would hit a Hollywood video or a blockbuster video to try to catch what you can get on you know Suncoast and try to see what was available. And um, I don't remember when exactly, but I do remember seeing that Royal Rumble and remembering that. Like I, I knew who Ric Flair was, and I was familiar with him, but. Um, I guess when I was in '92 when I was younger, I didn't like Flair too much. Right, <laughs> I don't think you know I mean? because he was a heel. So, like, uh, you know, so that was one of my favorite. Um, this uh, went out for a second. Hello, you... yeah, there you go. Oh, sorry about that. No, yeah, I, he, he wasn't my favorite to win that year. Mm-hmm. But I think when you, you know, at that time, I had no idea the magnitude of who Ric Flair was, you know what I mean? But right. it seemed like I always knew who he was. That, that makes any sense. It's like, after a while, you've been watching wrestling so long, it's after, it becomes a blur. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, 92 is not really one of my favorite Royal, Royal Rumbles. You know what I mean? Don't because a lot of people hear you say that, man, because people will argue up and down. It's the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Well, you got you to gotta remember about when I watched it. In 92, I was maybe four. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it, it. I was casually watching wrestling as a kid you know what i mean it wasn't that serious to me it was just wrestling that's what made it fun and um i think the rumbles that came after as i got older were the ones that kind of stuck with me a little bit more because naturally you know as you get older they have a different meaning for you they have a different uh different feel and you know it you watch certain royal rumbles and it takes you back to where you were at that time and uh you know those are some of the most fun times as a wrestling fan even at that age so let me I ask say, you this. Yeah, what was ahead. your favorite? Because obviously you, you bring up something that's very important, right? Because um, mm-hmm. people can always talk about, like, you know, the, the wrestling nerds get together, they write these lists. This is the greatest. This is why, right? You're, ob- you're obviously going to have a sort of bias to stuff that you saw versus stuff that you watched in retrospect. Stuff that you can go back and remember how it made you feel at the time. Mm-hmm. With that being said, what was your favorite Royal Rumble? My favorite one, easy, is uh the the one at the brink of the attitude era was '98. Okay. Um, I remember the the box art like it was yesterday. It's literally the one with Stone Cold Steve Austin, the back of his head with the Royal Rumble, 
logo and the pins, you know, the pins on the back of his head. Yep. Um, it was my favorite because one, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of the, uh, it was during that time where it was like, this is where the attitude era was about to explode. And that was when I was into it the most. And of course it was like, one, to me, it was the last Royal Rumble with uh, Shawn Michaels on it. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, in the main event, you know, and one of my favorite matches, the casket match between him and The Undertaker. Uh, we also got to see in that Royal Rumble, The Rock and Austin face off for the first time late into the Rumble. And it looked at, you know, Rock was kind of still Rocky Maivia. You know, he was. No, he um, just turned the nation. Remember? Because he had the uh, shorts. Well, well, yeah, you know, he was still, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was still, yeah. you know, Rocky, the you know, the, he was Rocky, the Rock Maivia. And, yeah. I, and I remember it was like, man, these guys match up. Like, when you look at their matchup, he was still a, a bottom guy, you know what I mean? Kind of a mid-card specialty. But when you watch them face off in the Royal Rumble, I was like, man, these guys are pretty even. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one right there is probably, like I say, it was it was that turning point for me. Well, I'm like, okay, this is I, – I remember literally, once again, g- going back to Hollywood Video over and over again. I went to Hollywood Video because it was around the corner from my grandparents' house. And I remember that, that video was there for the longest time. And every time I went over there, I would purposely go in there, and I was looking for that video because I would just watch it and watch it and watch it. So '98 was my, my my favorite, just because of nostalgia nostalgia purposes. Don't get me wrong; there's plenty of other rumbles that I enjoyed for a lot of different reasons, but that one to me has always had the most meaningful to me as a wrestling fan for the most part. That's the one you picking up and watching. Like if if you was to do a Royal Rumble tribute every year, that's easy. the one you gotta watch. Yeah. Easy, you, easy. It, it, so it's funny because '98 at that time I hadn't got back into wrestling yet. Um, it's hard to just, imagine you not into wrestling. Like people don't even like people right. don't know that about you all the way. Like they forget it. They don't know it. Yeah, because of that that crucial period between June of '97 mm-hmm. when we got rid of cable. Yep. Up the, until June of '98, where I discovered Shaka Saturday Night. The so, the no cable years, as I call yeah, it. That's that's your era. The no the cable worst. era in your life. <laughs> right, and so. And also it's the transition of me like really understanding sports. So I was putting a lot of attention in baseball, basketball, and football. Right. But when it came to for me, it's 99, right? Mm-hmm. Now, ironically, when I go back and look at 99, um, big boss man defeats the road dog. I didn't like that. I didn't like Billy Gunn not winning the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love Xbox winning, I love Sable winning. Mm-hmm. At that time, I didn't like The Rock winning, and I hated Stone Cold losing. Mm-hmm. But later on, I'm like, this is like one of my favorite Royal Rumbles because one is like I can remember where I was. I remember shout out to my um Uncle Mike, um, you know, him bringing the tape the next day and coming home from school. You know, me and uh, our marketing manager, brother Hugh, kids, talking about kids it. will never know. I don't mean to cut you off, but kids will never know what that's like. That that moment when you get that tape brought to you the next day, but go ahead. I didn't yeah, mean to interrupt you, and, and, but that's a key was, point that you brought that up. Yeah, man, and, and it's nothing like it. Or you you calling your buddy? Did you see it? Did you record it? Can I borrow it? Yep. Uh, you know, and and I had the hat. I had a, a v- TV VCR combo, and I had a regular VCR. So every time somebody let me hold tape, I just copy it. Um, and, and like I said, I always bring him up. Shout out, to good brother Brandon Guy, who always um bought me uh tapes, right? And mm-hmm. and this is like when you realize somebody's a true friend. The next day after WrestleMania 17, the tape was in the locker. See, <laughs> I just like, I just spoke. It's funny because I just spoke to Brandon earlier today. Yeah, I, yeah, that reminded me. He probably when he watched, he's like, "Yeah, Brian ain't call me back." <laughs> I, was <supposed> to call <laughs> I, I was literally doing some homework for work, and I was like, "Yo, I said I'm I'm almost finished. I, I'll call you right back." But then I had to cook. But 
<laughs> but yeah, he he brought the tapes. But you know, that's the thing about the tape trading. So for me, it was the '99 Royal Rumble, man. But it, um, this one, you know, Royal Rumble 2022, we got not one but two huge championship matches going in, where we have Seth Rollins taking on Roman Reigns. And mm-hmm. then we have Bobby Lashley challenging Brock Lesnar. Now, I just said enough about this subject right here on the Wrestling Realm channel. Mm-hmm. And we go to break it down with Brian H. We got the realness here. I got to hear your thoughts and how you going to break it down. What exactly am I breaking down? Like, you got to set me up better than oh, that. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's yeah. a, cause I. Because we'll be sitting there talking for three hours on one subject. You know I'm long-winded. <laughs> All right. What like why are we getting Bobby Lashley and Brock now versus at WrestleMania? Are you seeing? Are you forecasting a brand merger, or are you like me saying, eh, not just yet, but it's a nice teaser? Um, perfect. Okay, see, I, I can break that down. Here we go. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go with the latter, what you just said, and I'm gonna explain to you why. One. You need, it's very rare that you can get a good, solid, big main event for Royal Rumble without spoiling your WrestleMania main event, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, Royal Rumble is still a huge pay-per-view, right? You got to have a big main event, even though that the Royal Rumble is usually seen as the main event. Mm-hmm. That's what brings everybody out. But it's always good to have that big main event match. Like Shawn Michaels went on to defend the WWF Championship against Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 14. But before then, he had a crazy feud with the undertaker which i thought was still to this day one of my favorite feuds but it was a big deal and it was a casket match you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know you had kane coming in involved so you know you always got to have that main event at the royal rumble um they're planning something big as far as the main event going into royal rumble whether it's night one or night two we don't know how that's going to work out as far as logistics is concerned but to me it's a perfect storm in regards for the wwe because you're able to go away from you can cut your storylines in half, right? Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is you have Brock Lesnar, you have Roman Reigns. That's just the hottest thing in pro wrestling. That's the biggest draw in all of professional wrestling right now, whether you like it or not, right? Because it covers all territories. It covers what the fans want to see, and it covers what the advertisers and what the business wants to get from that type of matchup between these two megastars at this point, right? Right. Now, it's difficult to sit there and try to write stories from here all the way to WrestleMania, but WWE always has this thing where they give you a good mini mega feud in the middle, right? Yep. For example, um, Mick Foley always played his part because even though we knew it was going to be rock stone cold at some point, he had to sit there and deal with a Mick Foley at some point. And that was a crazy feud, right? Yeah. yeah. Their, their rivalry, their matchups, it was a big, that was a main event push. And it was almost like a distraction from what would come later. But at the same time, that was part of the road to building the rock to be what he is to get him to that main event place. Um, you saw the same thing with the Triple H, you know the what I mean? Following year. Mm-hmm. A- a- exactly, right? So um, you know, COVID things happen and we don't get Brock Lesnar, we don't get Roman Reigns at um at WWE Day One. So Brock Lesnar wins the WWE championship, and now it builds up to a matchup that we've been wanting to see for a long time. Mm-hmm. Ever since Bobby Lashley came back, he's been talking about, I want Brock Lesnar. That's the matchup we've all wanted to see because Brock Le- Bobby Lashley was looking to have a similar run to a, to a young Brock Lesnar when he first came in. Um, you, know, you know, Bobby Lashley was kind of getting that same similar push. He was being booked in very similar fashion. Maybe not as dominant as a Brock Lesnar, but he was getting there. So mm-hmm. fast forward 20 years or so, we get Brock, we get 
uh, Bobby Lash, that's a huge main event draw, right? You can't go wrong with Seth Rollins and you can't go wrong with, with Roman Reigns, but we're getting a fresh matchup in Bobby versus Brock Lesnar because that's going to be a good matchup whether you like it or not. Like, we're going to see two big behemoths destroy each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's an easy story to tell. It's an easy story to sell. So you don't got to worry about the other thing. But at the same time, though, they've always they've made it very clear. Look, we're still going to address the bigger picture because Brock Lesnar still showed up on Roman Reigns. Let me tell you the Brock Lesnar effect. Brock Lesnar is any cheat code to your storyline. Brock Lesnar is like the money in the bank briefcase, where at any point in time, it doesn't matter what you booked or what you wrote for a story, because mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar's character is so multifaceted, just his name alone makes it make sense. For example, when Brock Lesnar doesn't get drafted to Raw SmackDown, he goes, well, I'm Brock Lesnar, and I do what I want to do. And you kind of say to yourself, you know what? He's, he's kind of right. Brock Lesnar does what he wants to do. So you're not going to say what well, doesn't make sense. He's going to say, well, my, oh, yeah, and by the way, my advocate made sure that happened for me. Caused another wrinkle in that storyline because at, this, at that time, his advocate was with Roman Reigns, uh-huh. right? So, so you figure, okay, well, what brand is he going to go to? So then he wins the WWE Championship, and you say, okay, now they got to sit there and ignore the fact that they had this entire feud, and they got to go talk about, nah, he showed up on SmackDown and said, hey, guess what? I'm the WWE Champion, and I'm still coming for your title. Let's do it. Title versus title, me and you. So, so it's like you still got that feud in the works, but at the same time, though, you're not disinterested in one versus the other. But guess what, though? We got that fork in the road, that middle spot before we get to WrestleMania, where we finally get to see a matchup that we've all wanted to see, whether you liked it or not. So after a while, people are not going to complain about what Big E should have lost because they're too excited to see, well, shoot, wait a minute. I know I didn't want Big E to lose, but I kind of wanted to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, and now we're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what we didn't get with Brock and Kofi, though. Mm-hmm. We didn't get that follow-up, that, okay, I didn't want to see this, but I want to see this. We didn't get that. It, it it just wasn't meant to be, you know? And sometimes that first run is always just to establish you as a main event guy. It's not meant to be a long-term thing. Like Bobby Lashley had his first run, but now everything that Bobby Lashley does, he's a former WWE champion. He's yeah. a top guy. He's a main event draw. So everything he touches is a main event storyline. Same thing with Drew. Once you're a made man, you're a made superstar. You're one of the top guys. And sometimes having that title run is just to put you in that conversation. I mean, so it now, works for Kofi. You, you know, it, 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 works, I mean, it works for Kofi. His his value is up forever in life. Kofi's, un, Kofi's untouchable at this point. It didn't mm-hmm. matter what he did. Like, Kofi's like Chris Jericho. It doesn't matter what he does after a while. He's done enough of his career where it doesn't downplay what he's doing now. Yeah. There's a few guys that are like that. AJ Styles is that way. Shinsuke Nakamura is that way. I don't care what you say. You know what I mean? They, these are guys that they're never going to fall off because of they already established you know, Jeff Hardy was that way, you know? You know who's that way in sports? Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Joe Namath sure. said one thing. He guaranteed and he delivered. Now, people forget that he had more interceptions than touchdowns. His numbers, you know, in this generation of numbers is trash, right? Right. He got the most important part, the Super Bowl. And that's mm-hmm. how it is with these guys you just named. They got the most important thing. They got WWE champion, you know, obviously exception to Shinsuke, but he's done enough in the world. But they got the WWE championship on their resume. Right. I mean, and, and that and that's kind of the whole point. And it's like, yo, you can't go wrong with matchups like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're giving the fans what they want to see. You know what I mean? It's it, it's a fresh matchup. And at the same time, it's not going to distract you from your big money matchup that you're going to have in Texas. Right. So it's like to me, it's this is probably one of the best. It's gonna be one of the better Warrior Rumble main events that we've had in a long time. Because like, when's the last time you saw something like that? When that like 
Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lash could easily be a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. So when I see a main event like that, I get excited. I say, well, shoot, if this is your main event for Royal Rumble. I'm curious to see where you guys go from here on out from here to WrestleMania as, as that proverbial road to WrestleMania begins at the Rumble. Yeah, I would have rather seen it there, but I get it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think I think we're going to we're going to get like Roman Brock five. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and I and I think if Brock Lesnar does retain, and he, and he still is WWE champion, I think it's going to leave a lot of questions because it's, I think they're going to be very ambiguous with the stipulations of the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. And I think they're going to keep people guessing and asking plenty of questions. Mm-hmm. But when you have Brock Lesnar, you don't have to explain it because Brock Lesnar could carry both titles. He could say, I'm not unifying. I'm not unifying. All the smart marks will tell you, oh, okay, well, they're clearly going to unify the titles in the brand split. It doesn't have to be the way with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar can easily say, no, I just want both belts. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, like, you don't have to write nothing for that because it's Brock Lesnar. You're like, well, that is something Brock Lesnar would do. Yeah. And, and Brock Lesnar may defend one and he may defend the other. It's kind of like when Seth Rollins was WWE champion and United States champion. Sometimes you put one belt on the line. Sometimes you put the other belt on. It's not like, oh, I, I, since I won both titles, I'm unifying the titles. But you'll go that way with Roman, too. Sure. But know. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. What about the Royal Rumble match itself? Mm-hmm. Is this a throwaway this year? Is it, you know, where does that person stand? Do you um, j- jump the shark and make them get t- challenged for the title of Crown Jewel? Here's here's what's here's what's got me guessing when it comes to the Royal Rumble this year. Uh-huh. It's the wording of their advertising. Because now what I'm hearing is the winner of the Royal Rumble gets gets a shot at it at the title of their choice. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. It, 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 that wasn't I, I, now you may be referring to the Universal Championship or you may be referring to the WWE Championship. But like I said, there's this ambiguous form of advertising when it comes to the event itself. That's got me thinking, well, wait a minute. You know, are they going to throw type some type of curveball? One thing that the WWE tries not to do, even though it doesn't work at the time, they try not to be stagnant. Mm-hmm. They say, OK, we're doing this for the 50th time. How, how do we make this year special? How do we use this year's Royal Rumble to accomplish what we're trying to do long term? You know, and sometimes as fans, we don't want to hear that. But the reality is we don't know what their plans are. And sometimes the Royal Rumble helps us dictate what happens next going into WrestleMania. Yeah. Right. So. I think. This year's winner, we're going to find out what direction they're going to go in, because now it's, it's most likely the winner is going to add another wrinkle to whatever it is they're going to do next, because right now you have two of the biggest personalities in all of professional wrestling that don't seem to be moving over anytime soon. They're just two of the hottest things in the business right now. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Like, who's going to be either one of them? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, who does the WWE see in that light to say, oh, no, nah, we're going to push this guy back here. We're going to put him in this situation. Who are you going to choose to be Brock Lesnar? Or who are you going to choose to be Bobby Lashley? It's like, those are the things, all these matches play a factor into where we go next. And I think that's going to be the fun of it, especially for Fans like us, we're older. So not only are we going to try to enjoy the event for what it is, but it helps us put these puzzles together that we like to do every year. Yeah. Like, you know, we're familiar with stuff and what part of what makes it fun for our generation and our ages, we like to try to guess what, what's going to happen next. You know what I mean? Oh, let's let's see if we can put it together. Like, it's it's almost like trying to, trying to piece together this bigger puzzle. How, how are we going to shape up? Because that's what gives us these fun conversations. That's what gives us 
material for our shows. Mm-hmm. What what direction are they going in? Who are they going to push next? Who do they believe in? Who's going to be the next guy? Are they trying to re um, invigorate somebody that's already there, like an AJ Styles, or are they going to try to go with somebody completely new, like a Riddle? Like you just never know. Who who is the guy that they believe in next? Like you know, you're like man, who's who's next in line? Because whoever even attempts to beat Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, it's, it's going to be a made man one way or another. <laughs> you transition me to my next point. But I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna take a quick break, right? Um, remember when we did our video game show? Yes, I do. And, and um, I, I I told you there were some games I wanted to get back, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry about um, that, buddy. I just like I, I just <laughs> y'all don't know. I just he asked me to find SmackDown. He let me hold SmackDown a while ago. I played it one time, never liked it. And I put it away somewhere and I couldn't find it. And I just found it like a week ago <laughs> after he went and bought a whole new one. So my bad. Bro. I, I don't care. I'm, I'm publicly apologizing, yo. No, but see, just because of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this because I know a lot of people ain't gonna agree with it, but I like SmackDown 2 better than No Mercy. There I said it. All right, bro. Tw- I, I see you tomorrow. You can finish the show about on your <laughs> I said own. what I like better. I ain't say which one was better or whatever. Nah, but don't, I can, don't try to use the dirt sheep smart nah, mark argument like, oh, I'm I didn't say it was you, better. I'm gonna sit there one of these days. I'm gonna you just got good at no mercy. Just admit it. Ain't even that. <laughs> it's the story mode. It's the okay, story okay. Mode. Well, talk to me because I'm not familiar with the story mode. For I know we got you know we're getting off subject a little bit, but we got to address this because you just sat there publicly. <laughs> you said you prefer SmackDown Two for PlayStation better than the greatest professional wrestling game in the history of professional wrestling games. So, so here's the thing. Here's what I'll give you on No Mercy. Right. Okay. Something I cannot compete against is the gameplay. It's so easy, like yeah. you said. That was the thing you told me on the show. You pick it up, you play it, boom, 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 whatever, whatever, right? Now, I can't get past the two-on-one matches. I can't win handicap matches on that. That's what's, So that's been irritating. I've been meaning, Bro, I'm like... Here's a trick. You're supposed to beat somebody up and throw them out the ring. I tried it. You're going to have to come over and do it because I can't get it done. We're going to have to play. We'll go live on Twitch and we'll play No Mercy. So, so that's one issue, right? Outside of that, I'm like, okay, the stories, they make sense, but it seems... It, it, the part that was irritating was mm-hmm. like clearly I know what storyline you're trying to do, but it's not making sense. You you got Eddie Guerrero, I mean Chris Jericho and uh no Eddie Guerrero China, but I'm the rock, you know, switch it up a little bit, right? All right, SmackDown, they kind of went forth with that. Now, also with SmackDown, because it's PlayStation, it's a CD ROM, they had a little bit more room to do a little bit of stuff. So where mm-hmm. No Mercy might have had the um, graphics and stuff, SmackDown, you got the full digital music. You got the full capabilities. Like I said, the story modes, the different, the many different type of matches, the Hell in the Cell, the Cage, the Slobberknocker, the, um, I'm not sure SmackDown 2 had the casket match. I believe it did. So that's the thing. It was more matches, um, No Mercy, gameplay-wise, which, you know, to some people, that's the most important part. I see but for me and my presentation, I'm gonna love SmackDown too. Know your role. Hey man, look, <laughs> everybody, everybody's got their thing, and I, but, but, at, least, at least I know, at least I know where you stand. Yeah, yeah, but 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 it was another game I played, and I'm gonna run this clip real quick because we will come back because we got to talk about who can beat Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, and that Nobody. is the, WCW versus the World. I was playing that, and you know what? If if THQ would have kept this engine but added Nitro and Thunder and made it with this engine, it would have been a 10 times better game. Here's a quick clip yeah, of it. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple like Pair Networks. 
Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag-and-drop page design. And they have guaranteed U.S.-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you will receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit Pair.com slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's Pair.com slash free promo code QUICKSTART to get started today. So, so I went back and played that, right? Shout out, y'all can check that out on our Twitch channel. It's right here on the Wait, screen. Wait, what game was that? That was WCW vs. The World. Okay, yeah, got it. So, so WCW vs. The World was similar to, yes, it like, was. to World to, Tour. Yeah, right? WCW vs. NWO World Tour, yep. They changed it because for some reason, um, yeah, it was THQ. Uh, they, when they went to Nitro and Thunder, they mm. went from a buttons-based game. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, I didn't realize because the thing was with WCW versus the world, the only only person from the NWO it had was Hogan, right? Then they mm-hmm. had that version of Sting. Like, it was no Hall and Nash on there. They didn't have like all the music. But then when Nitro, which is, came, which is which is strange because WCW was the NWO World Tour for '64 had a whole NWO stable. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. And then interesting. So I'm sitting there and I was like, at the time, you know, I, I, when I was young, I was like, oh, I like Nitro better because of the people. But then one day, you know, going back in time last year, I was playing. And I was like, yo, this game was trash. And then Thunder, only thing that made it better just because the roster was bigger and mm-hmm. you could change people. You know, in, uh, Revenge, you could change the state. You could change their outfits. One Thunder, right. you, you could change the stable. So you could put Bret Hart in Ravens fly, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's how it was for um, WCW is NWO Revenge, I believe. You were able to, you don't do that kind of stuff. I will say this though, mm-hmm. man, watching uh, professional wrestling back now, you gonna make me watch WCW Monday Nitro tonight. That's what happened. Um, that's the, why I was playing those games. The the commercials for WCW Nitro for PlayStation used to be fire. Yeah, like if you didn't have PlayStation, you felt like you were missing out because they would always show the run-ins. They would show it Sting coming from the ceilings, or you'd be like. Mm-hmm. Can Sting come in from the ceiling on that game? You know, all, all the 64 guys. Yep. You know, I was a 64 guy. Well, it was on 64. It's just that, why would you buy it? I believe it was, it... A, it was an intro. But see, the commercial made it seem like in the middle of a match, Sting could interfere by coming from the ceiling. Yeah. It was just the way the commercial was put together. Like, you know, now like for WCW NWA World Tour, Sting came from the ceiling. It wasn't as, it just literally just the, the, the avatar would literally fall from the screen. But that was just his entrance when they made his announcement. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was for real sting, not fake sting, because they had a fake NWO sting on there as well. Yeah, um, and it looked good. Don't get me wrong; like Nitro and Thunder looked good, but the gameplay when they just tried to make it where you got the meter go all the way down, stepping in the spirit meter, I'm like, right. y'all should just kept it. Um, and, and and WCW should. Uh, one reason why they went out of business, you know, they reason why Mayhem and Backstage Assault was with EA was because yeah. they was mad that THQ had no mercy. Right, I remember. And I'm like, you big dummies! <laughs> like, yeah, they messed killed. up. That that's yeah. But uh, I'll be excited. AEW um, will hopefully come out with some uh, 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 some fire this year. They they keep talking about the No Mercy engine, 
So we're going to see. I'm curious about that because I'm like, well, is it kind of outdated? Because PlayStation is, we've we've had some really great wrestling games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about trying to run with the whole nostalgia feel but just because of the association of the creators of WWF No Mercy. But it's like, man, you, you're talking 20-something years ago. Yeah. Probably longer than that, but, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, So, switching subjects. All right, because then you got a rundown. Brian ain't got a rundown <laughs> this time. Hey, I was prepared, man. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Did a you guy. just order something else? You order something else? Huh? Did you order something else from uh from the store? Nah, just a uh, hoodie. Okay, I think somebody ordered something else. I just got a notification that said something. Oh. Your order's been shipped. More wrestling room merch. Fun. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the um. Oh yeah, I, I ordered the uh the tenth anniversary shirt. Oh, okay, got you. See, I knew yeah. it was tripping. Yeah, shout out to uh. Shout out the Banks from the Banks versus Davis podcast. He bought that. He was the first, like the only per- other person who bought that shirt. You know, a lot of people bought the Wrestle for the Culture, the Wrestle Realm shirts. Uh, I know uh, Brother Hugh and uh, Coley bought this hoodie. So shout out to everybody who've been supporting. Appreciate um, y'all. Thank y'all. That helps yeah, a lot with what we do here. Yeah, definitely appreciate that. Um, we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Last, well, two weeks ago now. We crowned a brand new NXT champion. Yes. By the name of Braun. I'm glad Breaker. we're bringing this up because I, I was preparing I, myself. I was prepping all day for this. Like, that's I the know. first thing I did this morning. Well, well, you know, it would have opened the show, but you got to talk Lesnar and Roman when they the champs, right? Of course. Um, that's called good producing, folks. That's what I do. That's why they pay uh, you the big bucks. <laughs> so, Braun Breaker wins the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. We knew that was going to happen. Sure. But I think the biggest story that came out last week mm-hmm. that you had a lot of fans in arms. Okay. Was when he kicked the NXT black and gold logo in half. Yeah. And everybody, you know, the wrestling fans, oh, this is stupid. This disrespectful to Triple H. Oh, come on. And, um, you know, why would he do such a thing? You know, and, and, and you, you know, people are already talking about Hunter and they think they know why he's been out now, you know, because of what the dirt sheets have been saying. And now people are making their associations and their claims on what happened, even though they said it was a genetic condition. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I've retired from the medical industry, so I don't get into that. You act like you were like in the hospital somewhere. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm retired from the medical industry. I, 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 bro, I, look, 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 I had to write. Oh, <laughs> I had yeah, you to did. Write I took release. You, you definitely shout did a lot out, of releases. Yeah, shout out to when I wasn't supposed to call playing out of position, but that, you know, that's what we do here at the Wrestling Realm. We make things work. You give us lemons, we make lemonade. We make lemonades, brother. <laughs> so, Braun Breaker wins the championship. He has mm-hmm. a lot of people in arms. Yep. I, I want to talk about that real quick because I also had a hot take on Mac Mania the other day. Okay. That I, I, I want to want to hear what you got to say about it. See if you think I'm crazy like everybody else there. Okay. Yeah. But um, what's your thoughts as far as that? Because I know what you said, and now we can finally say it, it can finally make the public ears the real Dwayne Allen. Take it away. Okay. Perfect. Like this is this is Hold I always I always say this when I'm ready to give a hot tip. So this, perfect. That's the intro. <laughs> Make sh- this is where you clip off my what I have to say about this subject. Mm-hmm. So wh- wh- where do you want me to start specifically? 
You got give me a let's start with Braun Breaker, Breaker breaking that I, logo. I loved every bit of it. I loved every bit of it. Because it's as wrestling fans, it's okay to love what we love, right? Mm-hmm. But if if you really think that Triple H isn't behind all of this, you out your mind. If you really think that Triple H is just at home and he has no say so in regards to this stuff and all these things, it may not have been his idea. I don't know, but this is the wrestling business. Nothing really lasts forever. Triple H grew up learning that sometimes you have to blow up your own creation to create something even more legendary than what you've already produced, even if it's been successful in the past, right? And I'll mm-hmm. give you an example because Shawn Michaels said, I feel like we're at, we're just like, this is for like, it feels like we're in the midst of the attitude era. Now, that's what Shawn Michaels said. Now, you may say to yourself, that makes absolutely no sense that you go from what NXT became in its own entity to what you're doing now with NXT 2.0. He says something very key. It's not about the product, whether you like it or not. It's about not being afraid to say, look, we have to start over and we have to sacrifice and give up what we created to bring something completely new. And we're going to make this better than what we created, whether you see it now or not. Because the reality is that was what the Attitude Era was. The Attitude Era was nothing like you had ever seen in professional wrestling before. And guess what? Wrestling fans were up in arms about it. My father, gener- my, my, my father couldn't stand it. He's like, I just don't like this. Like, and now my uncle, my, my cousin, who was just as crazy about wrestling as we were, he's like, yeah, I prefer WCW because WCW had more of a classic feel to it sometimes. They gave you the NWO stuff, but they gave you, it was all wrestling based. And WWF went over the edge, no pun intended. Right, yeah. you see the same thing with NXT. Sure, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of it at first, but it's a reality that we have to. Like, we're too old to be holding on to what's in the past. At the end of the day, we watched Vince McMahon blow up the new generation. We watch him orchestrate a deal for Bret Hart to go to WCW. That's one of his biggest superstars. You know, mm-hmm. we watch him say, "Shawn Michaels, it's time to wrap up. It's time for you to go home." And we had this conversation early in the week. I said, yo, imagine if, if we were watching wrestling at that time and WCW was winning. WCW was the number one professional wrestling organization on the planet at the time. And we find out through dirt sheets that Vince McMahon told Bret Hart he can't honor his contract and he's negotiating a deal for him to go to WCW. Then he told Shawn Michaels, it's time to wrap this up. It's time for you to go home because you're not healthy. We would have said, oh, Vince has lost his mind. He's crazy. Those are his two biggest superstars in the last five, six, seven, ten years. And now he's telling them, Oh, yeah, they're definitely going out of business. Vince McMahon is old and out of touch. What did that make room for? Stone Cold Steve Uh-oh. Austin. It, who did, what did that make room for? The Rock. We're still riding waves from Stone Cold and The Rock today. Right? So don't think that Triple H is unfamiliar with blowing up his own creation to decide to go in a different direction because he had to. If you got a problem with the way NXT lost its luster, you can blame Tony Khan for that. Because once AEW stepped into the arena and they were doing the same thing NXT was, they created a third brand. Well, guess what? The independent superstar was no more because one of these professional wrestling promotions is going to snatch up anything hot right now on the independence. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't believe me, look what happened at Ring of Honor. They got depleted because once WWE proved that, oh, guess what? They're embracing our style of professional wrestling somewhere, which was NXT. They weren't staying there any longer. Because at the end of the day, they will become superstars, even in developmental, because that's what it is at the end of the day. So Triple H decides, okay, hey, man, we got to blow this up. 
Vince McMahon and Bruce Prince are like, look, we're, we're tired of you creating something that lasts in NXT. But then at the end of the day, guess what happened? These people are making a name for themselves and they're going elsewhere. So that's bad for business. So now when the business folks got to get involved, they say, well, shoot, we got to go back to the old way. Let's start from scratch. Let's not keep going after what the hottest wrestler in the pros. Let's go after the athletes. Let's start creating our own stars because guess what? Let's not pretend like they haven't had success doing that in the first place. So when Braun Breaker kind of came onto the scene, young, fresh, and I've heard nothing negative about his upside. Mm-hmm. When you got an old school guy like Jim Cornette said, I've never seen anything like Braun Breaker since Rock. Jim Cornette saying that? Jim Cornette don't like anything. Nothing new. <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> you know, Jim Cornette misses his gen- he misses his era of professional wrestling. That's his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like people like J- Jim Cornette is out of touch. He may be. But that man misses what he knew as professional wrestling. That's why he's very hard. That's why he's very critical. That's why half the stuff he says doesn't seem to make sense in this generation because it doesn't. It just doesn't fit. So Braun Breaker kicking that X, man, It, I loved every bit of it. Why do we embrace it when Cody Rose destroys Triple H's throne, but Triple H is destroying his own creation and saying we got to start something. We got to do something different. The black and cold is gone. Nobody else out there can hold up that brand like the people that came before them. It was already going to be a watered-down version of what we saw. And the reality is, in that way, in the, in front of those audience, a lot of those superstars weren't making it to the main roster to be big-time stars. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, the ones you can get credit for, we've talked about it before, were the women. If, if NXT did anything, it created female superstars. Because all the female superstars that we enjoy in WWE right now, they came from NXT. Mm-hmm. All the single stars, that's debatable. A lot of those guys didn't make their name in NXT. They just got that exposure there. And a lot of them fizzled when he got to the main roster for one reason or another. We're not here to discuss that. I don't work for WWE and they don't pay me to. So for Braun, so when Braun Breaker kind of he kind of broke, he kind of stormed into the scene. Like he just he made a noise. And it seemed like it was by accident. And then before you know it, he changed his look. He shaped some things up, and they said, this is the guy. He's the leader of this new generation. We're bringing all new faces. We're developing all new stars, and we're kind of going back to the old way. If you look at old FCW stuff, and you look at early NXT, where they had main roster guys come down and working with some of the young talent, where you had young talent showing their faces on the main shows, you're getting mad because the brand is changing. But at the end of the day, they're trying to incorporate their developmental guys better to the main roster, and they got to work together. That's the only way they're going to survive. What good is it that I love NXT, I love NXT, I love NXT, but then those guys don't make it to the main roster because Vince McMahon doesn't understand that. So then he takes his top guy, he takes his most trusted ally, his right-hand man, Bruce Pritchard, and says, okay, look, I'll go down there and I'll give you my two cents because I know what's going to work on the main roster because we got to start incorporating. If I can see for myself what works, we can start developing new ideas. They're not waiting anymore for those guys to be NXT superstars. If they're good enough, they're bringing them up. Rich Holland already paired with with Sheamus, already working with Cesaro. Yep. We just saw AJ working with a guy. We just seen uh Riddle working and with that's guys. AJ Styles. Like we're, seeing, we're seeing young talent really being groomed this time for the main roster, not to be NXT superstars. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, it worked before because it was a third brand. You don't need a third brand because guess what? Miss McMahon loves professional wrestling. You got AEW now. They have competition, they have something they can push towards. There's a place for these people to go. If things don't work out in WWE, they can go back and develop in their own stars. Braun Baker kicking that X was symbolic. 
because the old way is gone. And guess what? We have to embrace it because we're looking at the stars of the future. And guess what? It took us about, a, it took me, you know, I can't speak for nobody. It took me a little while, mm-hmm. but I see it now. Cause you don't like change. No, I'm, I'm, I, I can't, you be said stuck, that I can't be stuck yeah. in my ways. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like when something is good, I don't like it to ruin it, but you know, I'm quick to say, okay, let me give it a shot. It didn't make sense for us. But as I see things tweak, I said, we there NXT 2.0 has a handful of household names already. And these are all brand new faces. Not guys working with Kyle O'Reilly, not guys working with Adam Cole, not guys beefing with Austin Theory is a household name now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony D is already a household name now. So uh Solo Sokoa, is that is that is that how you pronounce his name? Little Oos? I forgot. I honestly haven't. It's not. He's a household so. name now. Like I watched this dude get get into that street fight with the, with the Asian brother. I said, "Oh yeah, this is going to be good." Mellow don't miss. Mellow don't like like those guys. Like they're going young. Mm-hmm. It's this. It's what you're seeing is is Miss McMahon telling Ric Flair, "Listen, man, we got to go young because at the end of the day, you got to secure your future." He did that with the guy who made him the most money, Hulk Hogan. I mean, he told Hulk Hogan it's time to wind this bad boy. Down. He told he told Hulk Hogan to go home. Listen mm-hmm. to me. He told Bret Hart to go home. Listen to me. He told Shawn Michaels it's time for you to go home. He told Stone Cold Steve Austin, "You got to put over Brock Lesnar." This is the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. Right? Brock was smart. Rock got out of there. Well, Brock, Brock had to put over uh, Lesnar though. <laughs> Rock, Rock, Rock went and made money and came back. It's one mm-hmm. person he never told he had to go home. And that was Taker. That's but that was that was like he would take it was Andre. He was untouchable. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't he didn't have to be he didn't have to be a champion. He had to be taker. Just like uh Andre said, I'm not I'm not here to be WWE champion. I'm just here to be Andre. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've learned to embrace it. You don't have to like it, but NXT 2.0 is extremely successful early. I'm seeing a, it's it's got a new feel to it, it's got a new shape to it. It's not disrespectful, it's 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 the evolution of the business and we should be used to it by now if you don't like it i respect that i, I get it because nxt was was amazing you know the, mm-hmm. the way that we that that we knew it but i'll be honest with you it was already losing its luster mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and this generation wasn't going to be able to carry that banner the same way the guys previously did because they had so much experience and now we're going back to fresh faces you know what i mean and yeah. braun breaker I, I'm gonna tell you what. When he first came out there, he was kind of high pitched voice and happy to be here. And I was like, what? "Like, oh, he's kind of goofy." But then I listened to his promo after he won his title. He came out. The, first of all, the championship match. He changed his look. You know what I mean? He had that it, right he had there. It. That was number yeah, one. I said he looks like a main event player. Mm-hmm. Like he came out there, he did his thing. He 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 looked great in this match with Tommaso Ciampa. Like these are all fresh faces. Like he's been compared to Kurt Angle, The Rock, and and. Not as in he's going to be a megastar, but as in so a pure athlete that's picking up that has wrestling pedigree in his blood, that's picking up on the business really, really quick, and that's exciting. Because when I saw Braun Breaker come out there and kick that X, and I saw his look, I said, "Oh yeah, he he, we might be looking at something." And, and who knows how long he'll be in NXT? He could be there for a while, but imagine what he's going to look like by the time he gets to that main roster. He's not going to get lost in the shuffle because guess what? The guy that's writing for the main roster. Is responsible for what you see in NXT, right? So, that's my thoughts on it. That's my well, take on it. And, and that brings me to my point. Can you play I, devil's advocate? No. Okay. <laughs> Not asking. on this one. I, 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 you know, even if I wanted to, it just wouldn't make any sense because, like you said, at the end of the day, it's about going younger. 
Mm -hmm. And the point of NXT is so they can have their homegrown um, developmental. Yeah. Develop the superstars in which the way you want to develop them. Uh, We talked about earlier, FCW, Drew Mm -hmm. McIntyre. They got... I think they have a special on Peacock about yes, it. Yes, they do. Drew yeah, Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns, Big Sheamus. E, Steph Rollins, Steph Sheamus. Rollins. Yep, Heath Slater, Cesaro. He's, yes, all these guys, yeah. you know. Um, obviously, there's always going to be this specialness to NXT because we literally saw it from a reality show mm-hmm. to, you know, this like herky-jerky contest to right. Hulu. We've seen the evolution. We saw this come from a baby. Now it's like, okay, went for black gold now after what 10 years or whatever you're changing this like wait a minute what y'all doing but it makes sense so now i look at what's happening Mm -hmm. and i've always said when roman reigns loses the wwe universal championship Mm -hmm. i want it to be to someone he one hasn't faced or lost to before so that it makes the moment. It makes it bigger, right? Mm-hmm. I think about when Hulk Hogan lost to Warrior. It was a big deal because he, they never faced each other, right? Right. Um, even when you know, even you know, when it's always like that passing of the torch, right? Right. When The Rock lost finally, like his, you know, what we thought would have been his last championship run, it was the Brock Lesnar, the next guy. Mm-hmm. That is what I see in Braun Breaker. I right. want to see, I, I said this the other day, if, he, if I'm booking, Braun Breaker does not lose. I mean, Braun Breaker is the guy that beats Roman at WrestleMania 40. Oh, wow. That's, that's and, 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 you know, the, the pushback I got um, was wrestling fans not going to wait that long, which I understand, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll say when I look at Roman, and, and, and maybe because I never thought I would like him, and now I'm like, He's like my favorite wrestler on the planet right now. Outside of, you know, Daniel Bryan is just in a different in a classic zone. Yeah. Right. You know, but like this current run of Romans, like I've never seen nothing. And he's my favorite. Right. And, and, and it's like everything he touches is gold. And because of the pandemic, he hasn't been able to go into every single city. That's what I think about when these wrestlers, like after post pandemics got me thinking, okay, yeah, we've seen these wrestlers and we've seen them. But every city hasn't seen him. So every city hasn't had an opportunity. Like John Cena, because WWE was running all the time, every city, every city is like, oh, here we go. Cena's still champion. Where there's right. still big cities that haven't seen Roman Reigns as champion. So they haven't had an opportunity to acknowledge, acknowledge him. Yep. I saw where you were going. Yep. <laughs> so that's why I think like this could work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's why I said, but when, when it's time for him to lose, he needs to lose to somebody that he hasn't faced before. I don't want to see him lose to a Drew McIntyre. I don't, I really like, I like the Seth Rollins. I don't want to see him lose to him. You know what I mean? Granted, Rollins could say, well, look, I beat Roman and Brock for the belt twice each. Mm-hmm. That's different. But I don't want to see him lose to Brock. Like, Brock, you got Taker. You don't need Roman to, you don't need the Tribal Chief, right? Mm-hmm. So when I see Braun Breaker, I'm like, okay, this guy's got the character, he's got the pedigree, and he's believable. When he, you look at him in the ring, you yeah, see two people. Absolutely. Yep. That's the thing. You got to meet that eye test. You, 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 uh, you meet the airport test, right? You right. walk through the airport. You, you probably won't admit it. But for those who don't know, the real Dwayne Allen is six feet seven. So he walks through the airport. People automatically are like, oh, yo, he's somebody. Who he play for? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. When you see wrestlers, right? 
the first thing is who's that? Think about yeah, you if go. you're yeah. in a store, right? And, and I remember when I used to work at Best Buy in Owens Mills. Mm-hmm. It was near the Ravens facility. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. Ravens Player Central. <laughs> Bingo. So, and I would say, and, and my coworkers would be like, oh, yeah, I know that's that's a Raven right there. And, you know, football players wear helmets, so you don't always know their faces unless they're a big star. Right. And I said, how you know? They said, yo, just pay attention. They just look bigger than everybody else. You right. know? Like, I saw Jonathan Ogden. Now, obviously, I know who he is, but he's, like, literally, it, it, I, the first thing I thought about, this is how you know it's wrestling ingrained in me, was, wow, that's what people must have felt like when they saw Andre the Giant. This guy's just towering over everybody. And no matter where you stay, you can see him over every aisle, right? Now, mm-hmm. Ron Breaker may not be that big, but his physique, his build, and I think he's the best of both worlds of his dad and his uncle. And because of that, that's the reason why I think he's going to go far places. And that is why I am pre-booking him in the main event, the anniversary edition, Main event, WrestleMania 40, which if I was the WWE, since you're doing two nights anyway, it would be at Madison Square Garden. No. <laughs> they go to Barclays so they go to Madison. That, that's, they, do Madison they do house shows at Madison Square Garden. I, I, I know. I know. Televised I, specials. I, 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 I was pushing there. <laughs> Los Angeles is next year, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, they're they going to always be in stadiums. We know. I, I, I know. I've heard a lot of people say they hate MetLife. Like, they don't. Like a lot of people said, they hated MetLife in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm with you though. Like I, I've not heard nobody say. I've heard two two of the hottest young talent that people say two of my favorite young guys that I love to watch now is mm-hmm. Braun Breaker and Hook. You know what I mean? Hook. Um, okay. You know what I mean? So like, don't, like I've not heard nothing negative about him. Like I've everyone's seeing the same thing. Like oh boy, like this guy has a huge upside, and I I'm I'm with you. I can see that. Yeah, like you, so you, you can get, see it because think about it. Look, look where the Rock was in two years from 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 when he debuted in '96 to where he to, and two years later, it's, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. It didn't take him long, like, and and that to me is pedigree. That is talent. Like, it's possible. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. going to happen, but it's very possible. I mean, look what Vince did with Roman. Mm-hmm. You know, with WrestleMania 29, The Shield makes their debut. The WrestleMania debut, WrestleMania 31, he's in the main event. Vince sees things before we do, and, and we hate to admit it. And I mm-hmm. and I'm I'm the first one to tell you, I didn't want nothing to do with Roman. You know what I mean? But the reality is Vince McMahon saw who his next top guy was. Mm-hmm. And he was right. You know what I mean? It just I didn't see it until the man turned heel. Yeah. But he was right. And I'm okay with it because I'm like, you know what? Vince isn't always right about. The, the guys that he chooses, but he's not as out of touch as people like to seem to think so. Does he make decisions that make that don't make sense? Sure, all the time. Like we've we've watched a lot of wrestling hearing that and know what works and what doesn't work, what we like and what we don't like. You know, but at the end of the day, you got to go back to ask yourself the question, is Vince really care what I think? Is is Vince really trying to cater to me on what I'm and what I want to watch? Like maybe he's going in a different direction. Yeah. You know, so when you see Cena on your TV, 5,000 times when you see Roman Reigns win in 2015. I'm like, I, I don't want to see this because Vince is like, well, I'm not really concerned with what you want because because there's going to be a kid that's going to keep watching wrestling in six years. He's going to be he's going to go from six to 16. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I got to capitalize on that age group, not yours, because the reality is there's a business he has to run. That's fair. You know what I mean? I can't expect I can't expect wrestling to cater to me as I get older. Because that I've I've fallen I've fallen from 
I've gone from one demographic to another as I've gotten older. And my taste in wrestling and what I like has changed. So what? I'm supposed to assume that it's I'm supposed to like every little bit of it? Because when I grew up out of wrestling, wrestling didn't grow up. Wrestling was still for young kids. And they catered to that generation. Right. So I think that's that's overall how we approach anything that we do at this age when we watch professional wrestling. Um, there's an audience out there that loves to argue about why stuff is stupid or that makes sense. Sure, everybody's entitled to their pain, and I, I respect all of it by all means. But man, there's there's too much to enjoy. Uh, there's too much to have fun with to really just. I mean, if this if you don't like something, don't waste your time, you know. Mm-hmm. But to to really, I can admit that I was wrong about a lot of things, you know, and, and yeah. I can admit that I was wrong about Roman because I just didn't see it. Like you have to convince me, and. Uh, I was wrong about Roman and, and Vince was right. He just saw it before we did. I still mm-hmm. wanted Daniel Bryan, but the reality is Daniel Bryan has never been in the space that, that Roman is in yeah. and, and he doesn't have the longevity, you know, like D Bryan had his moment. He had his place, but you know, once the, the yes move, it kind of fizzled down. It didn't maintain that same space that I don't see Roman cooling off no time soon. And that's the guy that carried the baton. He's a locker room leader. Everybody loves him. He's a money maker. He's a needle mover. Yeah. Shoot, the old man was right about that. <laughs> man, oh man. I, I gave you plenty to choose from for social media stuff. So if anybody wants to smoke, <laughs> by all means, come find me at Dwayne Allen twenty four. I got time in twenty twenty two. I told people that. Yeah, you do. That's an insider. Oh man. Um. <laughs> These forbidden doors, man. Mickey James is going to uh, the Royal Rumble. She is the knockout. Ch- wait, yeah, she's the knockout champ- knockouts champion. Um, wait, no, okay. No, I'm I'm just trying to make sure I got this right. Yeah, yeah, she's. I'm tripping. It, it's so many belts going around because you got um. So many Deanna- belts going around, brother. Yeah, because you got Deanna Perrazzo is, um. DeRay, DeRay's champion. And then you have Roxy as the ROH women's champion. Uh-huh. Um, matter of fact, let me just go ahead and do this since, uh, you know, we got these, we got toys now. Um, this just in, Deanna Perrazzo is now a double champion. Uh, she defeated Roxy. Uh, congratulations to Roxy on a, a phenomenal run. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Mickey James, she you know she retained the title this past Saturday at Hard to Kill. She will walk into the WWE Royal Rumble. WWE is acknowledging the fact that she's the Impact Women's Champion. I mm-hmm. think this is great for business. I'm excited. Yeah. This gets me uh, um a, to another level of excitement for uh-huh. the Women's Royal Rumble. Now Renee Paquette, formerly known as Renee Young, said she wished they would stop announcing. Right? Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand why you make the announcement because you know one it gives impact a rub people tune you know probably some more people tuned in like oh well Mickey James still wrestling you know it's, it's a you know some people don't know about impact right yeah so they're like oh she's still wrestling let me check her out um right. but it also it, it does leave open the door now I'm interested to see who else is coming mm-hmm. as we think about these forbidden doors yep is there anybody any dream scenarios that you want to see? Is anybody out there, you know, whether it's from, you know, I mean, obviously AEW right now doesn't look like they're part of, but then you never know. 
but we having fun. This is what we do on our show. So, mm-hmm. in the real Dwayne Allen, if you get the pen and Vince McMahon tells you, you can have five superstars you want from any company, you know, who would you choose? Do I have to make it make sense? No, not at all. Just for okay. the Royal Rumble. So, make it make sense to you. Sure. Um, I'm going with CM Punk. Okay. Um, definitely Chris Jericho. Um, uh, Rhino from Impact. That'll be a fun one. Um, that's three, right? Yep. I would probably go with probably. I mean, I'm definitely doing all nostalgia runs. You got to do like I would do like the Big Show. Oh, okay. Um, don't don't be shocked at the Big Show. How many is that? Is that four? That's four. Um, and probably. Um, probably like a, like a, uh, probably a Jeff Hardy. I want to see Jeff Hardy back. Okay. You know, I I don't, I don't know the situation with, you know I mean? All that stuff and, you know, the allegations in regards to substance abuse or lack thereof or miscommunication. I don't really don't know the story and I'm not here to speak on it, but you know, Mm -hmm. if, if I was booking, a nostalgia run. I feel like I feel like WWE is open when it comes to the Forbidden Door with bringing back former WWE recognizable legends that are working elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For a quick pop and say, okay, cool, we appreciate what you did. Now you can go back and go back to doing what you're doing because Jericho kind of did it already. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he's got that respect where Vince is like, look, I know you're working on another show, but that's okay. I, like, I'm not going to exclude you from working with us because we're not going to erase what you've done here because you've decided to work somewhere else because right now it's just more lucrative for you to be 50 years old working for another company. If they're going to pay you to be that guy, then by all means, you know, but when it doesn't mean we're going to erase what you've done here, which is what is, which is what I love because it, it shows you that there's no real competition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Cause I, I, I see what you did here and, and I like it, right? Mm-hmm. You're going with, I'm bringing in people that I don't have to necessarily introduce to my audience. Exactly. So, so if Cause, I could, cause, cause, cause think about it real quick. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The WWE audience is not going to know if, if you bring in someone like a Warlow and yeah. all them other guys, half the people are not going to know who they are. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to wonder like, well, wait a minute, who is he? Well, why did he show up? You, you got to answer your live audience first before you answer the dirt sheet. Like dude, wrestling isn't for us. The internet people like that's, that's, they're not worried about us. Mm-hmm. They're more concerned about the uh, the live audience, so it's got to be recognizable faces. It's got to be recognizable music. The 16th Royal Rumble, when my son, when I got excited about AJ Styles, and he's like, "Who's that?" And then six months later, that was his favorite wrestler. Yeah, yeah. you know but what I mean. Now, now the live audience, it was enough people there in Orlando. Bingo, that was the you key. Know what I mean, <laughs> you know. Cause that and those southern states, yeah. But maybe you do that in New York City. Eh, it's going to be it's going to be a good portion of the audience. I'm like, oh snap, it's AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to be another part. Like, okay, who's who's this new guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus Orlando, you have a better chance of kind of making it known. Like, okay, hey, like for instance, when when Ric Flair, when every time WCW brought back Ric Flair, they didn't do that in Milwaukee. They waited. <laughs> right. They waited till they got to Flair Country, right? They waited. They yep. got to to the Carolina somewhere. Somewhere where they knew he made that more of a mark. So when his music plays as old as he was, it didn't matter why he was there. He was going to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when you pull up in Charlotte, 
and you hear Flair's music, it's going to touch different than it will in New Jersey. Or where we was, Greensboro, North Carolina. Hey, there you go, Greensboro. You know, anywhere Flair country, the Carolinas, as he calls it, because it's any any one of them. And the crazy thing is, he's from Minneapolis. He I is. didn't realize that until I played WWF Royal Rumble, um, the first game. And, and, and I'm you playing as a child, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, right, my uncle, shout out to my uncle Troy, he got it, like, when it first came out. And, you know, at this time, I can read. I'm like, wait, Flair's from Minneapolis, Minnesota? Because all I kept hearing, even as a child, they programmed you that North Carolina, from mm-hmm. Charlotte, North Carolina, that was Flair country. Flair country, yep. <laughs> you know? um, Now, if we could, mm-hmm. you know, if you could get one person. Okay. That, not recognizable. Is there is there one person? Who would that one person be that you would bring in? Oh man, that's tough. Nobody's really hot right now. Probably MJF. Okay. I think I think MJF would kind of relish in that. Um. Uh. Probably. Oh. Oh. Okay. Excuse me. I take it back. That's the dumbest thing I could have ever said. <laughs> not in. Not the fact that I say MJF, but take off. I said top five people. Take off Big Show. Okay. Uh-huh. Who did I say? I said. I said. CM Punk. Punk. Jericho, Jericho, Rhino, and Jeff Rhino. Hardy. Jeff Hardy, Big Show. Take off Rhino. No, keep Rhino. Take off Big Show. Give me Kenny Omega. Okay. I think I think he's instantly recognizable. Yeah. Hey, everybody knows who the heck he is. Mm-hmm. Like I think if people, I, I don't think he will be lost in the sauce. I think he's the one that he would get enough enough of that audience would know who the heck he was. Or or matter of fact, it gets or Cody Rhodes. Oh, you know what I mean? Well, Cody Rhodes, I think that would be a huge shock. That'll be that'll be fun. Yeah. The problem is that that there will be no follow up, and it, it kind of wouldn't be beneficial for AEW at the end of the day because it's like, well, those guys are kind of active guys versus Chris Jericho's a nostalgia run, mm-hmm. Big Show's a nostalgia run, the Jeff Hardy's a nostalgia, Rhino's ECW guy, those are nostalgia runs. You know what I mean? You yeah. you there to see them? Oh, it's good to see you. You know what I mean? And they send them on their way. Mm-hmm. Versus a guy like guys like Cody and MJF, they're active. It's like, man, if Kenny Omega shows up in WWE in front of the audience, you don't do that. Because he might he might go, ooh, this feels a little different around here. Yeah, I was gonna say that. You know what I mean? Like, wait a minute. I, it, I, it, I, and and then you got to go back home. It's, it's like imagine you going to a a a, a, a party. Yeah, and you had the best time of your life. And it's like, oh yeah, but you got to go back home. You can't hang with us. It's like, dang, y'all, y'all still, yeah, we still gonna be partying. We're gonna go to another place and do it all over again. But you got to go home. You're like, man, yeah, wish yeah, I, I wish I could have stayed a little bit longer. You went over your cousin's house or friend's house that had all the new video games. You're right, and 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 then, and then, and then your mother, your aunt, say, hey, great, pack your stuff up. Your mother on your way. You're like, dang, yep, we just <laughs> started playing the game. <laughs> like, like I just like I feel hurt just talking about it because I remember that feeling. So yep. you start having fun. So so your mother will say she on her way. You like, dang, yeah. And then you were hoping they talk. Like if they right, they, yeah, there you go. You hope, to, aunt, yeah. And they hope or, they sit or there. You, you standing there waiting for the go, and then you be thinking the whole time because they didn't carry a twenty minute conversation. We could have still been. We could have finished that game. Right, and then and then as soon as you leave to try to sneak up, no, don't go no way. We ready to leave. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. You like, come <laughs> on, bro. My dad was good for that. Oh my See? goodness, <laughs> especially at my grandmother's house. It would be like I would be like playing a game or you know watching TV. And then here mm-hmm. you come. All right, we about to leave. Like you still talking? Like come on, bro. You still rapping, Dad? Yeah, I tell but, you this. If uh-huh. I get one person, I, I want you know my one person would be Okada. Right now, fans ain't gonna know, him, but for me, right? 
Sure. I mean, I ain't gonna say fans ain't gonna know him. Let me correct that. Obviously, there's gonna be some people who know him, but it's it's not gonna be like it ain't gonna be like Omega. Um, and obviously none of the other people you name is but gotta be CM Punk Fridays. Come on, bro. Uh, uh, CM Punk at a WWE ring. Well, I'm just taking somebody that you didn't name, right? Because when Punk, if Punk, if the music hits, it's already a rap, right? He yeah. ain't even he 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 could just no. The music hit it, but once he walked through the curtain, man, you know, man, 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 man. And, and it's going to shock. That's going to be somebody that you know how when John Cena's music hit, mm-hmm. and everybody just stopped, like yeah, yeah, like, oh, oh, oh here we go, here. right? That's what it would be like, you know. But like I said, it, 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 from, from a dream scenario, like that's who I would want to see, you know. But then again, I, I think about the '96 Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. And it puts me in a mentality of I remember. When there was all these, um, like all Japan, not all Japan, but it was like all these people that wasn't a part of WWF. Roster. I do remember that, yo. I do remember that. And yo. you remember Mr. Perfect having to like explain to you yeah, who they had were. To explain to everybody that was. <laughs> oh, that's Doug Gilbert. Like, I who? remember that. Yep, yep, <laughs> you yep, know, yep. they used to and, do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking like when you brought that up, it took me back. I'm like. Yo, that's exactly what it would be like if a lot, like, if, like, just say, like, you know, the Gorillas of Destiny, you know, because we see that on AEW. You know, when Daniel Bryan first came back, and, and I know people say Bryan Danielson, but when he first came, Daniel Bryan, got dang it, he was facing some of the New Japan guys, and Moxley was facing some of the New Japan guys. It was the same thing. Yeah, like, who's know? Togo Goto? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, man, if, if, if you're not plugged in, you're not gonna know who it is. Bingo. And, and, you know, I think the only person from Japan who could come over and honestly, he might not get a pop. Maybe Hideo Tommy um, or was it Kenta? You know, I think he, he might... didn't remember. He, he showed up. What are you saying? <laughs> remember he showed up at AW? Yeah. And so, does he, so if he showed the rumble. It'd be like, oh, we no. Yeah, that, crickets. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's. He's not turned out to be the guy that I, I was going to say. Be. Is he a disappointment? Is he to like me, he is to me? Okay, because you remember it, that it, graphic, right? Yeah, where it was like I think it was five people. If I'm not mistaken, my memory served me correctly. It was Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. um, Neville, Kenta. Yep, and it, it was somebody else. Was it Finn? Finn, Finn Balor. That was right? the foundation of NXT. Like the when they was turning that corner. Foundation. When they were turning that corner. Like they, mm-hmm. they were, they were, they were building on those guys. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you talk about a disappointment. I just, it, I think, I think he'll be known more for what he did previous in his career, pre WWE than he will be post WWE. Has he gotten the juice back? I don't think so. Okay. Cause he's in a- those spots. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Like, he, like he's in, like when he showed up in new Japan pro wrestling, it was a big deal because he's a pro wrestling Noah guy. Yeah. You know, like that, that's what he cut his teeth at. Like that's when he was Mr. Pro wrestling Noah. Mm-hmm. So when he showed up in New Japan, it was a big deal. But New Japan's kind of down right now. You know what yeah. I mean? And like he's he just like I said, he just had a crazy match with Tanahashi. That mm-hmm. I, I feel like I need to go back and watch, but it's just like, man, I just I'm having a hard time trying to get reinvested in New Japan because mm-hmm. I've seen Tanahashi versus AJ Styles. I've seen mm-hmm. Okada versus AJ Styles. I've seen Okada versus Omega. Like it's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the expectations are really, really high, and, and don't my guys are still there, but they, they don't to me. Their dance partners are just not what they were, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, Kenta is just man. I, it, I, I am. It's definitely not what I was expecting from him. Like I was expecting him to be like a huge global superstar. He showed up on AEW Dynamite 
for a cup of coffee. And then that was it. It was no follow-up or whatever the case may be. It just it just fell on deaf ears, in my opinion. So mm. it's tough. I, you know, he's I think he's a legend, he's a legend in Japan, but I just feel like he should be a global, he should be a, a global superstar. Like Shinsuke Nakamura is a global superstar. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Tanahashi is a global superstar. Like you, you can go in any wrestling circle, you're gonna know who those guys are. I don't see Kento on that level, even though he he probably is in their eyes. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's, that's like that's like Tom Brady would tell you who his favorite quarterback is. It may be somebody you've never really heard of. Right. You know what I mean? Because amongst quarterbacks, he's respected. You know what I mean? Amongst the boys of the game, but when you ask the casual fan, they're gonna be like, "Who?" I know Tom Brady. I know Peyton Manning. I know you know. I know, you know, whatever. I'm going to try not to be disrespectful, mm-hmm. but it reminds me of when you go to, like, local indie promotions. Okay. And they talk about somebody who, like, cut their teeth there, and they say, oh, this person's a legend. This person's a legend. But... They never made it. They never made it. But so but they got, the, they got the respect of all the boys, like, in the business, though. And, and they'll tell you, they probably, this, this guy's the guy had the best match in ever. My, you know, yeah, I, yeah. trust me, I get it. Mm-hmm. Who's like that? Um... I'm trying oh, to think of an example. Names. <laughs> this, there's, I, I remember, you know, who was that way for a long time, though? Like, and, and it's no disrespect, Tony Nice was that way. Okay. Like, like I was listening to, you know, I, I mentioned every time we have our show, I mentioned their podcast, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony Nice had got his first basic WWE action figure. And they were saying, man, you know, and this is my first time hearing this. They were saying, you know, we're so happy for him to get a figure because he came up with us. And I mean, that was generations ago. And, and for him to just get a rub, with 205 Live, you know what I mean? I was like, man, these guys have been, you know, almost 12, 15 years before Tony East even got, but they started together though, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you run into stories like that where, you know, guys that you came up with, they're still kind of curtain jerking the indie, still trying to find a way into, you know, into the big leagues and they just got there late. Like, what is first speaking of Tony East? What, what is he doing? AW Dark? Yeah, I thought he signed. Right, but, but when but the last time you seen all elite nowadays, so. You know, including me, Brody my picture. Yeah, but I haven't seen you appear on any shows. I'm, I've been in the dark, AW Dark Elevate or AEW Dark Escalator. Don't, <laughs> I was like, don't get me started. We we had to create Patreon if I'm gonna go off on AEW Dark again. <laughs> yeah, I'm not booked because I had to. What I've been saying about them, people been upset. Oh uh, well, I can't fly myself to Jacksonville to. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, how about this? They got a new TVS champion, Jay Cargill. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I um I know a lot of people think it's reactionary. We you know, we've had the discussion about the whole Tony Khan and that ignorant tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh you know, Jay was the woman and, and I, I listened to uh Swole. Um she has a podcast on this new app. You know, it's always a new app, right? But it's this new app called um I think it's called or I pull it. Oh, calling, right? And, mm-hmm. and one of the things she mentioned, you know, because people tried to come at her and say, Oh, yeah, uh, you was hating on Jade. She brought pointed out the fact that Jade was a hard worker and she was the first person in the training session, the last person to leave, always trying to get better. Right. And I, and, and I thought that was, you know, huge and it, you know, it paid off. So, you know, congratulations to her. Are you a big big swole fan? I, I I can't say answer the question. <laughs> Are you a big swole fan? Didn't pay uh as a person, yeah, but didn't pay that much attention to her wrestling. I did like her in AEW though. Do you remember when we first met Big Swole? When we first saw her? No. 
When? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Uh, man, you know how much wrestling I've seen? Yokozuna's tribute show. What? What? Hold up. When? She was a valet for those two guys that Road Dog was in that tag match. And he was like, you're killing me, guys. That wasn't Big Swole. That was her. No, it wasn't. Who was it? That was the girl who worked at the place, yo. No, that was not her. That was Big Swole. I promise you, because I did an interview. Big Swole was one. Then she went and lost like, she, she lost like 400 pounds. That's not her, yo. It's not her? No. Wow. All this time, I thought I met her already. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was... <laughs> no, yo. I thought that was her. That's not Big Because I, I, I thought she was a worker, too. But no, she was... You know, they... Since so they you lied like, to me. Because she told me her name was Swole. I said, I don't like that name. I don't like the name Big Swole. Then, like, that's... Big, Big Swole was... What was Big Swole? What was that on? Big Swole was the name of one of the big guys from Master P's wrestling group, wasn't it? It was. I don't remember. When Matt, nah, that was a dark spot. WCW, when he signed that year contract, he had No Limit Soldier. There was a guy named Big Swole. Mm-hmm. That was one of, <laughs> one of his No Limit Soldiers. Yeah, yeah, because Big Swole ain't trained. She was trained by George South and didn't debut no, in 2015. No, I don't believe that. It was Big Swole. <laughs> no. she, was, she was at the Rodney and the Wyatt tribute show. No, she, was a, she was a valet for those tag team guys that were killing Road Dog. He <laughs> said, guys, you're killing me. Yo, those, that team was bad. They were doing against, my man dirty. Against, uh, him saying, man. Deal double. They was killing Road Dog. He was, I feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing my man D.O. Double Dirty. You guys are killing me. <laughs> Yo, wow, that was 10 years ago. Bro, it was. Almost 11 years ago. Remember, remember, I wore like, remember I wore suit pants and uh and a button-up trying to be professional yep. looking? <laughs> Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen, right? Dwayne Allen. <laughs> you, won't, you won't catch me wearing suit pants to anything. I don't even go to church with suit pants. No, sir. <laughs> I go to the house of the Lord dressed as I is. Yeah. <laughs> I had on black slacks and a button up. You really, you really did. Yeah, I was trying to look big. I was trying to look big time. Look professional. Some photos out there floating around too. Don't look for them. <laughs> you see my profile picture? You see that gold chain? You see that sweatshirt? That hat? That's how you want to see me. <laughs> no glasses, nothing. Oh man, oh man. I, I I got one to match too. Almost not as uh, but. I yeah, got yo. yeah, you gotta start wearing it, man. Like every oh, time, that, this every... part of <laughs> it's part of the gimmick now. Yep. Yes. Yeah, shout out to my sister. She got it for me for Christmas. She goes, uh, I, I just mentioned, like, I'm on a gold chain. Next thing I know, uh, wait, I forget you. you she's the type for you to say something once. Does she hear her birthday next week? So, oh, okay, good. I make sure to wish <laughs> her happy birthday. <laughs> it's part of the gimmick now. Yes, that's big. Oh. That's definitely big. I, I, I could have swore that was Big Swole. No, bro. I think you lied to me. I'm not, but yeah, uh, I, you know, like you I said, had me all the time thinking I met Big Swole already. Like, oh yeah, I know her. Tuesday, Friday, Out of White Tribute Show. But yeah, I, I'm not gonna sit and say like I watched a bunch of like all her matches, but uh-huh. you know, I like what I seen in AEW. Um, you know, and according to Tony Khan, she was a good wrestler back in August, but you know, even when to resign her. But you know, people get caught up in their feelings and they drinking on New Year's Eve. That's why you don't tweet. It's like, you know how you shouldn't drink and drive? You shouldn't tweet. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. (laughs) For the love of God, please put the phone down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. But uh, This is vital information for your everyday life. (laughs) Brought to you by. (laughs) The Wrestling Realm, sponsored by us. (laughs) Somebody sponsors, please. 
Uh-huh. Oh man, did you watch anything this week? Oh, I guess I should do. Uh, I, 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 see, this what happens. Oh, you not this follow one day. <laughs> what did you watch this week? I watched quite a few things. I did. I did a lot of catching up, man. I watched um, AW um, Dynamite. I watched a few matches. Like I, I, I still can't get through a show. When did you stop watching it? Man, I don't remember. Like I just, I enjoyed it this week. Like it was on, and it, mm-hmm. it, it was cool. Who is the manager? The old guy that comes out and cuts all the promos on Cody Rhodes and them. I forgot. Uh, he he's annoying, but he, he is really really good. Yeah, he's he doing just, his job. He just doesn't have the look. Like he, you know, like he, AW does, like they have no marketing person. Like they just come out there wearing whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I think he has got to be one of the greatest wrestling managers that we have never heard of. And I feel like his best years are most likely behind him. But he, I, I enjoy his work a lot. Like he's really, really good. I mean, that guy can get under your skin. And he yeah. is someone that always says something that I'm always thinking. And I'm like, man, I like this dude. Um, I, I can never figure out his name. Like I, I, I get it, and I, that's how much I don't watch the show. But I have um, a second. <laughs> I watched him cut a promo on um, on a uh, Hangman Page, and I was like, man, this guy knows how to pick a fight <laughs> because he he always mixes kind of this new school like insulting edge. Right, but then even in that promo, he brought a wealth of history, so he was able to like he, he attacked his his claim to be a cowboy because I remember Bret Hart talked about, listen, man, uh, you know when he wanted him to play this cowboy gimmick in early years of the WWF, he's like, yeah. look, man, I'm, I'm you know where I'm from. If you're a cowboy, you better make sure you're really a cowboy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like a badge of honor. Like you know, cowboys weren't suckers, and to hear him like, look at this East, you know, East Coast modern day east coast cowboy stuff you, you're nothing like the the cowboys of professional wrestling you know that were legit cowboys and i was just like man he um he always he always stands out to me i, I like his work he's he's had some issues with like he's beef with cody and stuff like that and of course lance archer but i enjoyed uh lance archer attacking uh adam page that was fun for me okay um, i was <laughs> i've always felt like that's how he should be built that's how he should have you know if if they're hitting the reset button with Lance Archer, I, I don't mind them pulling the trigger. Dan mm-hmm. Lambert, that's his name. What's his name? Dan Lambert. Yes, it is Dan Lambert. I knew it. I just <laughs> he has like a newscaster's name. <laughs> this, this is, is Dan Lambert for the six o'clock news. <laughs> the weather at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, but Dan Lambert and sports with Brian H at eleven. Like Dan Lambert. <laughs> But like he, he's good stuff. But uh, let me you know I did I digress. Uh, Warlow versus CM Punk. I love that storyline, man. It's it's really heating up, man. I think they're really, um, Warlow's been racking up a lot of wins. You know, mm-hmm. I think AEW did a really good job of protecting CM Punk and Warlow. Like, I I, I know I I can be very critical of AEW because of its fans, you know, fans will tell me it's the greatest thing and I'll give them a thousand reasons why it's not, but I'll give them where credit is due, man. That match did so much in so little. And I thought it was perfect the way they did it. Um, for instance, they, they made Wardlow look strong. Mm-hmm. You know, they protected CM Punk and his legend, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, they made MJF look like the heel and, and more than one way. 
So we saw multiple storylines brewing. One, we saw MJF loving the fact that CM Punk is being punished by Warlow, but we also saw MJF really being jealous of Warlow. He never yeah. wanted Warlow to get that pin over CM Punk because he wants to want to be the one to see Punk to pin CM Punk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he got in the way, and Warlow's like, "It's because of your fault that I lost this match." And then MJF turned around and blamed Warlow. Like, it's your fault. You'll never get the big match. I'm like, man, he is trying to keep his heater on ice. He does not mm-hmm. want his heater to be a bigger star than he is. So we're <laughs> we're seeing that we're slowly seeing that storyline breeding between uh between Warlow and and freaking MJF. All all the while, still watching CM Punk having to deal with. What's the group called again? I don't even know what the name of the group is with, with uh, MJF and FTR and whatever they call uh, themselves. But <laughs> I thought he did. A, I thought he did a really, really good job with that. Um, what else was on Dynamite that I enjoyed? You enjoyed um, the super click? It, yeah, anything, any, anytime, anytime my guys come out there, I, that's it's always a good time. Like I said they just get it. Um, that's how AEW show open. With Adam I mean, Cole with a microphone. The, I'm the more, as long as I, he's probably been the most, the best booked guy from WWE that I've seen show up in AEW to do his thing. Really? I think so. Because Hold I'm on, seeing. Think about, okay, well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm seeing, no, it's good. Like, outside of like a Cody Rhodes, you know what I mean? I'm seeing Adam Cole be Adam Cole, and I don't think he was going to be given that opportunity in, in WWE. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm okay with that because I'm like if if any of the plans they were talking about before are even close to or remotely the true, I'm glad he's an AW. Like easy. Same thing with the rest of the Undisputed Era. I'm glad to see Bobby Fish and, and uh Colorado kind of reform Red Dragon. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they're stronger that way. I think there's more value and money in them together than Colorado trying to be a single star. It's cool for a run, but I just don't think he can hold his own to that degree. Like mm-hmm. most of those guys, when they get to a certain point, it's like, okay, cool. Now it's time for me to turn that corner to be a top guy. I don't think Colorado's that guy, and I don't think Bobby Fish is that guy either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, and you don't have to be. Like, you don't, you don't, guys. I don't have to break up. Like, oh, we've been together this much time. You guys can stay together for as long as you need to, especially mm-hmm. if you work that well together. So, in my mind, it's more money with those guys together, man. But uh, Super Click, Undisputed Era, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can't can't go wrong. Um, what else? I think those are my high spots for as far as they the only thing I really, you know, was cared anything about, you know what I mean? Um Hook is always entertaining. Now I'll say this about Adam Cole. Uh-huh. I understand what you're saying. And when you look at everybody else, does indeed W, yeah. I guess I just because I see him as to me, he's a, like he could be the biggest star on that show easily. And why don't want him to get rushed to the championship picture, right? Because mm-hmm. you know the the whole friends thing. Mm-hmm. I I just want to see him talking more. I want to see segments around him more. Like I want to see it, you know. And I also understand it's the way I've been conditioned to watch wrestling. Right. Going back and looking at some old WCW stuff, it's either the sometimes very rare, but you know sometimes that first start off with the NWO, then they go away, get the cruise away, then boom. Nine o'clock hour, here comes um, the, the NWO again, and that's when the uh-huh. party starts, right? right? WWE was always starting off with The Rock or Austin or whoever. Or, if, you know, nowadays, Lesnar, Reigns, E, Becky, or whoever. Yeah, so yeah, I'm like, yeah bingo. You know, yeah. so that's what I'm like, man, I want to see more. I want to see Adam Cole, 
you know, kick off these segments. You know, I want to see if Hangman Page is the guy because y'all keep telling me this is the guy. And all the AEW fans, yeah, this is the guy. This is the one who we want. And I'm sitting there like, mm, okay, I'm, I'm going to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Not to be overly critical. But I want to see, like, that's how I want to see the show start off. And that, that's what made me, like, instead of just some random tag match, right? And then mm-hmm. some random main event where it's, Oh, yeah, we're going to have, um, you know, Miro taking on Sammy Guevara in the main event. Like, what? I'm turning off. <laughs> I mean, you know? and, that's, and that's old school booking because it's like, think about it. They they always, WCW used to do it and WWF used to do it. They they always announce sometimes they made an event at the beginning of the show to keep you watching to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, this is Monday. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. I'm, this is Jerry the King Law and I'm J, the good old JR. Tonight, Ken Shamrock set to face Stone Cold Steve Austin. For the WWF Championship, that's your first announcement. So now, when that music hits, we got to figure out how we got here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, Ken Shamrock versus Austin tonight? Why? Why? McMahon comes out, explains Austin. You think you're so and so? Let's see how tough you are. You you pushed Shamrock last week, like you know, it's like that's how you hook your audience in. And then you know, WCW same way. You know, uh, you know, WWE, WCW coming here. Oh, early before the break, Macho Man knocked out in the parking lot. Drove away in an ambulance. You wait a minute, and you trying to figure out wait what happened to freaking, and then and then you see Hogan walk past. What happened? Is he okay? And yeah. then it goes straight to the intro, and all of a sudden the NWO's music coming. Like you, you're hooked because you're like, okay, wait a minute now, something happened. They teasing me about it. Now I got to figure out what's going on. So they so they come out, they make their speech, they pretty much set the tone for the entire night. That's <laughs> the basis of your show, and and just when you think you're ready to say, okay, well this is over, with, they going back. Who went to Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho? Like, they got you hooked. And you stayed with the show. You know what I mean? Dean Malenko, Booker T, Fit Finley, Alex Wright, Disco Inferno. Like, I like all all mid-card guys, low-card guys, but they were entertaining in their own space. And that's what keep you, like, I don't get that from AEW. Because I didn't get that from Impact as well. Yeah. And sometimes we didn't get it from WWE. Like, they're not excused. You Mm -hmm. know? It's like when that's missing, it's difficult to stick through the entire wrestling show. And I feel like that, for me, that's why I could, I could just never get into AEW. Like, they, they'll hook me in, but they can't keep me. But after a while, it's just a bunch of random wrestling matches. And I'm like, well, I don't have to like this because I have access to so much wrestling. I don't have to watch it. Yeah. Like I said before, we had to appreciate wrestling before because we didn't have access to it. But I can pick and choose now. That's like, that's like DVR. If I watch Raw, I can fast forward through the commercials. Versus before, you had to sit there and deal with them commercials. You know, I tell people, especially when like All American on, mm-hmm. I watch All American. Then the first hour of Raw, I'm fast forwarding. This is a lot of stuff I miss. That I'll be honest with you, that's how I miss the hype for Hook, because a lot of times I wouldn't watch AEW live, so I'm or Rampage, or or Dark or Dark mm-hmm. Elevation or mm-hmm. Escalator, dark, or, dark Escalator, yep. or or Basement. Um, yeah, so, or Dark Garage, <laughs> Dark Garage. <laughs> so. I missed a lot of those segments Dark because Attic. I literally like, you know, and everybody's like, hook, hook, send hook. I'm like, what's the big deal? Oh, okay. You know, and I like his work, but yeah, I he's, missed- he's got this young raw aggression. I'm like, oh yeah, he's good. I don't get him. But like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I do get him, but it's just like something about him. He looks like he has a chance. Yeah. He just looks like a <laughs> fighting machine. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah that's you know that's where i'm at with that man but uh yeah that's what uh that's you know i, I watched some AEW. um mm-hmm. got back on the indies well obviously you know indie stuff uh watched right. uh 
so uh, a match from what was it pro yeah pro wrestling action wait a minute um, are, you, are you taking selfies in the middle of the show <laughs> you just saw instagram <laughs> i'm getting all these notifications like this dude is taking selfies in the middle of the show hey, man, look it's called multitasking hey you man just... look do what you gotta do i was yeah, just, like, i was like let me ask first <laughs> <laughs> promotion you know we gotta get the we gotta we gotta get this thing over brother um, gotta get this thing over brother so i told people you ain't gonna outwork us that's the fact <laughs> you look good out for the wrestling win. No it's your fault. I, start, I got that uh, that saying from you uh, when you was out with the camera. Man, look, I'm a bad <laughs> influence. I tell people all the time, don't hang around me. Uh-huh. Bad influence. But yeah, man, watch some uh, pro wrestling action this week. Uh, Amber Rodriguez uh, falling short to Shalance Royale mm-hmm. uh, as she was. Uh, well, she did give her uh, Plasti was a necklace. Um, the, the mad esthetician had an appointment, but unfortunately, Shalonse Royale made a tap and she got caught. Um, when she tried to hit the finish, so I watched mm-hmm. that. Um, what else did I watch? I went back in the time travel. Uh oh, 1997. That's a good year, yeah, man. Vader and Bret Hart, yeah. Watched oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> you know? see, you, you said the right. You talk about you talk about my childhood. Yeah, you said the right guys. Just that whole lead up when Bret yes, Hart indeed. won the, his fifth and final WWE Championship. No, I'm sorry, his fourth championship because the fifth one's against Undertaker. His fourth championship when he beat uh, when he won that like final four match. Right. Yep. And then you know, unfortunately, would lose the title to Sid Vicious. Uh, or yep, Sid, not a fan. Even Sid Vicious. Yeah. Was, was he Sid uh, Vicious? No, he wasn't. No, Sid Justice was WrestleMania eight. He was still wait, wait, wait. What year was oh, it? No, he was Psycho Sid. He was Psycho Sid. Yeah, by the time ninety seven, you talking about Vader? I, I don't I know say. why I'm thinking Sid Vicious and Psycho Sid was the same person. It wasn't? Yeah, he nah, was Psycho Sid. Sid Vicious was the WCW incarnation. Yeah, yeah. He went back in ninety nine, and before. Did well, you, yeah, you know he was there. You know he he bounced back. I don't know who bounced back more between him or Jeff Jarrett between WWF and WCW. <laughs> yeah, you know he also had um. He was also a four horseman member. I do remember that. Yep. Yeah. Did you he have? He was a cards? horseman brother. Say what? Did you have wrestling cards? No, we didn't. I wish I did, because I might have made a couple of dollars in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Well, remind me. Well, I, I'm. A, I'm. A, um. I'm gonna have to pull them out and put them in the group chat. Yeah, I had some back in the 90s. My mother got mm-hmm. me like these wrestling cards, and mm-hmm. you know, and these, you know, they used to come in like you remember the upper deck pack, oh. but it, it was it had Sid Vicious. Remember the Z-Man? No. Yeah, I had him. Um, the Z-Man. I, yeah, some guy. He was the Z-Man. I'm pretty sure somebody listening right now, you don't remember the Z-Man? No, I don't, bro. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had, it was like, you know, a lot of B-plus players. That was in okay. WCW. And then, this is like Flair's in WWF era. Okay, okay, okay. Or, or maybe it was right before Flair went to WWF. But like uh-huh. that's how I got familiar with like some of the WCW names, you know, and these are like all the worldwide specials, mm-hmm. you know. Got it. Um, so yeah, that's what I did this week, um, you know, and that's what I watched. But uh, yeah, you know, any final thoughts before we get out of here, man? This is this show was hot today. It definitely was because <laughs> the realness came ready to talk some wrestling, the much true realness going in each. <laughs> no, man, but this is fun. This is uh uh-huh. like uh wrestling is heating up, man. This is a, this is an exciting time. For professional wrestling, it's an exciting time for the wrestling realm as we kind of crack into 
2022, we got some unfinished business, some things to to attend to, um, mm -hmm. you know, that we didn't quite get a chance to get to in 2021, but that's okay because because um, God yeah, is good. And, uh, and the 10th anniversary year part two. We're, yeah, we're gonna just, say, that's that we so good, you know, we make our own rules. So, you know, that's just, that's just what we do. We, yeah, we, you, we're known for doing stuff like that. So it's not above <laughs> us to do such a thing. Uh -huh. But uh, we yeah, man, X is every, everywhere. Yeah, now, if you want to make another graphic like X part two, whatever you do, that's on you. But yeah. <laughs> oh, so I got the freedom to do so. Oh, gee, thanks. Um, I mean, you're the you're the graphic designer, bro. I think I did. I think the I do art have director a, of the wrestling room. I think I do have it. Well, that's fancy. I might get a job off that one. Our director. That's right. I might gotta put I'm that on my resume. What, yeah, man. Look, look. I'm I'm hooking resumes up. You know, I, I already told brother Hugh send me his stuff and make his resume. Uh, you know, the good brother always doing us a good job, good favors. Take my God, Hugh need. did it. Yeah, he was at uh C3W. I wish he was on here to give a report. Um. But I did see there was the uh, champion and number one contender all in our DMs. I mean, our mentions because he, you know, took some pictures and mentioned the wrestling room and they was going back and forth. So shout out to the people over at C3W doing their thing. You know, we'll get a chance to get out there. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but, yeah, brother, he been working. <laughs> I eat, but that's one of the most uh, hardest working brothers that, uh, you know, he hits the pavement really hard. So, uh, you know, always the third member. That you mm -hmm. never see, but um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to do our sit down. Yeah, um, that's gonna be fun. Like drink drink champ style. That's gonna be fun. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to quite a bit, man. Like wrestling to me is in a good space right now. I'm drinking a Pepsi. I'm drinking like all the <laughs> all the mocktails. So like I'm and going to Target because every time I drink a Pepsi, the realness be like, mm-hmm. Yeah, because used to be mm -hmm. Pepsi. Used to be the Pepsi king. I'm getting all the mocktails. I'm getting all the non-alcoholic rosé. <laughs> all the sparkling grape, all the sparkling white. Like it's gonna be, like I'm loading up, man. So uh, Skittles. <laughs> I might bring. I haven't had candy in forever. Like I'm trying to. Like I've been. You know. You know. It's, it's that season where I start trying to get myself mm -hmm. back in realness for. Yeah. Uh oh. So yeah. You know. So right, but, now uh, DM's gonna be flooded, brother. It might be, but by the time mm -hmm. I get back, yeah, you wanna see much realness. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's it's. I think wrestling's in a crazy place right now. I think it's been fun. Mm -hmm. It's been uh, it's just been it's been pretty enjoyable. You know, I'm not gonna say it's a blessing to be this age and still enjoy wrestling for what it is, man. Um, I'm having a blast watching it. I'm having fun talking about it. I'm having I'm having fun just collecting it all, man. And I'm just looking forward to just jumping in a little bit more and just getting back to form. You know, not life has real, has so. its way of, you know. <laughs> Life has its way of swinging, but you know I'm in a swing back kind of mood. So, look, it, it, they say it ain't real, but the money is, brother. Look, you's ready doing macho man. We'll see. You look, it ain't <laughs> real, but the money is. Yeah, uh, you can you dig it too? So, but, uh, you know. Yep, that's it, man. That's it. That's it for me, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next thing. We got some more shows, uh, a lot of stuff, a, a lot of new things that we can kind of jump into, man. I'm, and we got some collaborations. <laughs> Definitely got quite a few collaborations. Yeah. We got quite a few shows to show up on. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, man. Just uh, like I said, it's, it's 2022. We hit the ground running. I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. All right, folks. Well, <clears throat> y'all know where to find us. Subscribe. If you haven't done so, click below. You should have done that right now. As we say, if you're still here with us, we want to appreciate you. 
for sticking with us through this time and through the whole show. Um, you know, shout out to everybody who listened, everybody who subscribed, and uh, make sure you just follow us on Twitter because we Louis liable, you know. I'm liable to set up and talk about something or get on Twitch and play a video game and talk wrestling. You know, the real Dwayne Allen might feel froggy one day and say, you know what, y'all about to get a realness report. So still working on the concept, brother. Yep. See, see, just do it. Like Nike said, just do it. T-R-D-A. Take the respect and defy the adversity. Every day, all day of the week, yeah. Better words to live by. Until the next time, he's the real Dwayne Allen. I'm Brian.